The Next Level Virtual Leadership Summit was an amazing event. I hope you had a chance to join us. If not, join us for the next one that we're going to have in the next 100 days. Every single speaker gave the best content in order for you to have the system and the process to be able to find your next level in your life. So this keynote that I'm going to share with you was delivered by Dr. Bart Precord. He talks about the strategy that you need to have in order for you to take your health to the next level. Because unless you find the edge in your health, you're always going to be reacting to life. So I hope you enjoy this. I would love to hear from you the biggest takeaways. And it's time for you to become the storm. Because the best is yet to come. Always, always an honor. Always an honor to be here. So you guys love you. Absolutely love you. There's nothing beats proximity. Glad I'm here. Glad you guys are here. Thanks for having the balls to be up here this week. For everyone watching uh, here with this virtual, this far into the day, you guys rock. Absolutely rock. So we got a little bit left. Best part is probably coming. So, starting right now, of course, right? Uh, so, um, so my goal here is this. So, you know, anytime I have the opportunity to, to be in front of you guys or to be on stage, my... My goal, my prayer, is always that something that I say, something that I do, will have an impact on you to leave here and level up your lives, to change your lives in such a way, whether it's this big or, or that much. And that's for everyone that's listening today as well. I, that's my, my ultimate prayer is that I have some impact on you today. And with that being said, um, buckle up. We only have a couple minutes here. We're going to dive in a little bit. And I say buckle up because some of the things that I'm about to share with you, they might sting a little bit. And it's all right. Yeah. It might sting a little bit because we're going to talk about health. And really what I want to talk about is what did we learn over the last year? What did we learn in 2020? Not about the virus, but what did we learn about health? So I've been in healthcare for over 24 years now. And it's very interesting because to some degree, we can start to predict the type of person that's in front of us. I'm going to introduce you to three different people today. And they're kind of interesting. So we'll, we'll talk about what, is it, what, is, what have we learned. And really, the goal is that you discover and have some awareness about who you've become. I would love to be on this stage today and tell you that after figuring out that health is the most important thing that we have this in, in the entire world, I'd love to tell you that we make a massive shift right now in our culture. I'd love to be standing here saying, look at the good that's come of this in that millions of people are getting healthier and stronger and they're doing more things now than they ever have. I'd love to tell you that. And I don't know if that's fully true. I think there'll be time that's going to test it. Some of you I know have made those changes. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about those. So buckle up a little bit. I'm going to introduce you. So there's two things we're going to do. I'm going to bring on a journey in just a moment. Then I'm also going to invite you to join me for a 30-day health challenge. Yes, I'm going to invite you to do it to level up your health. This is all you need to know. When we get done 30 days, you'll be a better man. It's all you need to know. Along the way, how are we going to do that? How you move, how you eat, and how you think. And the reason I'm going to tell you just this much, and I'll give you a little more details about it, because you're going to see what happens in between here and see what kind of person you are that makes that decision from here to there. So we'll take a journey, invite you to the 30-day health challenge and we'll rock and roll. So let me introduce you to three guys. You might be familiar with these three guys. In fact, there's a reality, the reality is you probably have all three of them in you. 
And again, so just kind of hang on and just listen along the way here. Figure out who you are and how you respond to health. So first person I'm going to introduce you is follower Fred. Second person is going to be Mediocre Mike. And the third person I'm going to introduce you to is Harry the Hero. They're all very different, but they're very predictable. We saw a lot of this in this past year about these three different types of people. So follower Fred, he does that. He follows. He doesn't necessarily have a game plan with his health. He actually, his, his characteristics are such. He believes that things happen to him. Okay? So listen close. This is when the stinging starts. He believes things happen to him. One day he goes to the doctor and the doctor says, hey, follower Fred, you got high blood pressure. And he goes, oh, man, I wonder where I got that from. He goes, oh, I must get that from my dad, my uncle, my cousin, my neighbor, my dog, my whatever, my whatever. He goes, yeah, that's how it happened. He gives him medication and follower Fred just leaves the room. No big deal. Follower Fred doesn't really like or doesn't even, doesn't even connect the fact that the power that made the body heals the body. He thinks things happen to him. We've seen a lot of that this year. And to some degree, some of you step back and say, you look at this, this pandemic, and you stepped back instead of stepped up. But I'll tell you what Harry the Hero's doing. He's looking. He said, man, I might not have seen you coming but you're not getting me two years in a row. And we'll talk about him in just a moment. So follow Fred, the other characteristics, you can call him Fearful Fred, easy breezy. He goes to the doctor's office next year and he says, hey, follow Fred, now you got high cholesterol. He goes, oh really, what should I do about that? Take this, follow Fred just takes this. Follow Fred doesn't go to the seminars, doesn't read the books, he doesn't have the information because he doesn't care about it. Now quite frankly, I don't think many of you our follower Fred, at least not as your, your, your number one thing. But I tell you, he's there. He's there every day. And you've got to choose how you use follower Fred, or if, if you're going to choose to use him at all. Follower Fred eventually says, man, nothing happens. Like, you know, it's not my fault. You know, I can't really do anything about it, so I'm just going to follow along here. Follower Fred still believes that going to McDonald's is no big deal because he doesn't have a correlation of what he puts into his body, that the power that made the body heals the body, but it does that with what it puts in. He doesn't understand that food is thy medicine because he doesn't want to connect these two, because that would require leadership. And follower Fred knows one thing for sure, uh, leadership is tough work, and he doesn't want tough work. Well, I'm talking about leadership of thy vessel. We own this. See, follower Fred does not recognize that everything that we have, everything, is our responsibility. So he steps and he slides away from this. So let's talk about Mediocre Mike. Mediocre Mike's character. A lot of you are going to be able to relate to Mediocre Mike. Mediocre Mike, real quickly, his characteristic, his biggest challenge is he does not like to get uncomfortable. Yes. But Mediocre Mike is smart. Mediocre Mike goes to seminars. Mediocre Mike, he knows like about nutrition, right? So he knows a little bit about paleo. He knows a little about keto. He knows these different things. In fact, he'll even tell you about them. doesn't mean he does them, but he tells you about them. His biggest excuses, and hear these close when I say this, Mediocre Mike's biggest excuses are time and money because he has the knowledge. He's good at Google. He's been on it a thousand times before, so he Googles about his health. He knows what to do. His biggest challenge is he does not want to get uncomfortable. And one of the things I discovered, that we've, I've known this for a long time in healthcare, but especially this last year, men, guess where your biggest discomfort is? Nutrition. Biggest discomfort. Because no one holds you accountable. 
So fortunately, I'm sitting in a room here where I got one guy over here during 2020 who's lost 60, 70 pounds. Harry Hero took over. So John, congratulations. Yeah. He looked at it and said, what can I do versus poor me? And a guy sitting right next to him, 50-some-odd years old, doesn't need caffeine, has energy all freaking day long, at the leanest and strongest he's been in his life. Joe, congratulations. Awesome. I'd love it if that was for everybody. That's not always the case, though. So mediocre Mike shows up in a lot of different ways. We're good right up until our comfort zone, right up until that point where we have to draw a line of sand, and it means hard-ass discipline. The upcoming year is going to require us to have that. So mediocre Mike, I'll give you a feel so you guys know who he is. Mediocre Mike, you see him at Starbucks one day and say, hey, mediocre Mike, how you doing? He goes, man, living a dream. And you know, and he knows in that moment that he is full of shit. He's not living a dream. He's living a mirage. And listen, when I say this, I suspect that you can correlate a little bit. I know I can. I was mediocre Mike for 10 years. I understand him. I know him well. And I also know that he sits at my kitchen table every single day. But this awareness of what energy and who I'm bringing to the table and how I'm making these decisions, these are the critical ones. Us looking at 2020 and say, what responsibility can I take this upcoming year? That's where the power is going to be. How many of you guys are fight fans? Anybody? Yeah. So any, how about you guys? You guys fight fans? Raise your hands if you guys fight fans. So there was a fight last weekend, Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier, right? Awesome fight. Two of the, even if you're not fight fans, I think you'll understand this analogy here, hopefully. Two of some of the, the baddest asses in the world at their weight class, 155 pounds, top of their games. And Conor McGregor went into the fight, probably the favorite, but he lost. And I'll tell you why he lost. He lost because he applied mediocre Mike. And I'll explain this in just a moment because I want you guys to hear this in a different way. I don't believe he lost his edge. I believe he applied the strategy that mediocre Mike would apply. And as kings, as Harry the hero, we have to be very careful of this. So I've had the opportunity in my life to be around the fight world. I, I was a fight coach for a long period of time. Not the martial arts part, but I was a strategist. I was helped create a fight plan and I helped him cut weight. So sometimes we cut weight 20, 25 pounds in five days. Cool stuff. Anyways, so Conor McGregor goes into this fight and as a fight coach, I always look at these the incredible chess matches. These are the best athletes in the world. Listen, one of the guys have to lose doesn't mean they're not a badass. But one of them has to lose when they enter that octagon. So in this fight, Conor McGregor comes out like we expected him to. In a long stance, powered up on his right leg. He's in a lefty. And the way that he strikes is very unique. He puts all of his weight forward into this leg and strikes. Interesting. As a fight coach... We always, in the back of our mind, said, if someone figures this out and can get to his leg before he can get to them, we're going to take Connor down. Right? So you guys that watched the fight, you guys have watched the fight, that you watched it in the virtual here, you saw that fight, and you saw Dustin Poirier just start picking away at that leg, just picking away, little bit by little bit. And sure enough, goes into the second round, and this is where it happened. Goes into the second round. So Connor has had the same team around him since he's been yay high into the fight world. Same dudes. They brought him up. They taught him. They know everything about him. They got him to where he is. They brought him to world champion. Champion of two divisions. They got him to where he was. In round two, everyone that's in the fight world says, man, that corner, his team, 
better adjust, adapt, and execute. If he goes back out in round two with the same plan, he will fail. Right back out. Leg out. And so I'm just going to punch harder this time. Sure enough, picked him apart. And if you guys have ever been kicked in the lower leg, FYI, it sucks. And here's, here's the strategy. It doesn't even look bad. But because the, the, that part of your body part is farthest from the heart, when it gets bruised, it swells and it can't get oxygen. This is a little side, just side note here. So it can't get oxygen. So you heard one of the ring announcers say, Connor's got dead leg. And what he had to do is take away his game plan, which was his only game plan long here, pulled it in. The other dude, Dustin's a much better boxer. That's a boxer's stance inside. Came in, boom, 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 down he goes. So us that were sitting back the strategy said, man, this, this has always been his weak link. What was the weak link? I want to give you my story real quickly here so you understand this. And why am I telling this? Because listen, the strategy you've had so far with your health, my healthy boys, you guys listening, some of you are healthy. Mediocre Mike, you know what he does? He goes, ah, I know how to lift. And you go do the same shit over and over again that you did when you were 25 and 30 years old. You get the things, what got you there will not get you to that next spot. So for me, I went into a drift, man, so I've been in this program for three years, and I went into a drift about 10, about 13 years ago, and I was in a drift for 10 years. I was mediocre Mike and a lot of fearful, fearful Fred. And I stopped doing the very things that I loved. Maybe some of you guys can relate. I stopped doing the very, very things that filled me with passion. I wasn't going to make a living at it, but mixed martial arts was my passion. Loved it. My heart filled up when I did it. But I was in this lawsuit at the time. And the lawsuit was overwhelming me. It was just bombarding me. And I just started getting small. It really became a small man. Energetically, my creativity, I was fighting every day. And my team around me never changed my strategy. They said, Bart, just keep fighting. And really, man, I kept stroking checks, kept stroking checks, and I never saw there was a way I was going to get to the next level. So one day, like many of you who are watching here or on, you know, on the virtual, and great guys who have been here for all day long, power to you. You're awesome. That's awesome. I make a phone call. I see an ad on Facebook, like many of you did, and I make a phone call, and I get on the phone with Raul. And I was open in the moment. So Mediocre Mike was still running my ship. But I knew deep down, like very many of you, you knew that inside, it's Hero the Hero. That there was a beast on the inside that no longer was shining. It was dying, quite frankly. So I make this phone call. And in the first five minutes of that phone call, literally looking, had a different team look at this. Remember, my team just said, Bart, keep fighting. Connor's team said, go, go kick his ass, dude. Go do what you do best. No, he had to adjust, adapt and execute, and he didn't. In that one phone call, my new teammate, Raul, says, man, if you just pay them off, you get all your energy back, and you get to create the life of your dreams. I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to change my style because this is what I was good at. And I share this with you because a lot of the things that you're doing, you're doing that pattern this awareness. 2020, man, a lot of people didn't learn because you got back to that safe thing, that comfortable thing. There's no longer time for us to be comfortable. You want to have energy every day? Listen, if you're drinking coffee every day in the middle of the day, that is not okay. We should have more energy. We are the greatest gift that God has ever made. We're built intelligent. We're built strong. We are built in the eyes of the perfection, and we should be experiencing that. So in that one moment, 
I didn't want to agree with it, but I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good strategy. And why was it a good strategy? Because I took my eye off of just what wasn't working and I looked at where I wanted to go. So the 30-day challenge, all you really need to know, do you want to be a better man in 30 days? That's what I'm telling you. Fair, right? That's what I'm saying to you. How will we do it? We'll move better, eat better, think better. Absolutely. I pray at some point that everyone listening and all of you guys, you guys have been there. I pray at some point Raul has the opportunity for you guys to go to a boot camp. There's the brotherhood. There's the team within the brotherhood and the connections that we make. And there's a line that gets drawn where you cross the sand. Yeah, where you cross the line in the sand. You know my point here. And what happens there is you become Harry the hero. Although Mediocre Mike is there, and although Fearful Fred or Follower Fred is there, you become Harry the hero. That crossing of the line happens at the boot camp. I know we're in COVID. I know we can't get together like this. Yet I pray that you have that opportunity at some point to make that happen. So Connor, and I don't want to leave him as a Mediocre Mike. I tell you, I think he's one of the most fantastic human beings energetically. Like, he has the talent, but I also believe he has Harry the Hero. I think that's his driving force. Because the uncomfortable part of him leaving his team, that's his comfort. Those are his boys. That's his family. It's uncomfortable. He's taken his eye off of this to trade it for this, the discomfort. But I also believe he is Harry the Hero. And why is that? Because he got knocked out, and he didn't walk away. He stood there, got back up right back on the microphone and said, better man today. I get outplayed. I'll be back. Oh yeah, and by the way, I'm the baddest ass on this earth. Didn't lose his focus. So I still pray that he will find that. I don't know that he will because it's very emotional to change what you do, especially as alpha dogs because you know what you do and you think when you're in it, it's very difficult. There's a level of surrender that has to happen. Somewhere you got to draw that line. For us, it was the boot camp. Many of you guys, it was the boot camp. We will not turn back. We might get bumped. We might get knocked down again, just like Connor did. He may get knocked down, knocked out, but he will get his ass back up because he's here, the hero. And I don't want to discredit at all Dustin Poirier. I had an opportunity to meet Dustin about 12 years ago. Just a quick brief meeting. I was cornering one of my guys. He was on the same fight schedule. Got to meet him, and it was unique what I discovered. And what I, what I just observed from him, he was focused. He knew exactly where he was going. All he wanted to be was champion of the world. That was it. That's it. Like everything was, as uh, Eric Cole was talking about, uh, make the boat go faster, champion, champion. But here's the interesting thing. He had a mentor. He had a sensei. He had a master that taught him all his martial arts. Tim Credor. Yeah, that's his name. They have a little fight gym down in, uh, in I think it's either Lafayette or New Orleans, a place called the Gladiators, one of those little hole-in-the-wall gyms. And they built superstars out of him. So he was coming up the ranks, coming up the ranks. And then he finally had his shot. He was, getting, he was getting his shot to go to the next level. And he got his shot and he lost. And he heard, called the voice, he heard someone else say, you're next level, you're going to have to go find another team. He manned up, talked to this guy, I love you, and I've got to go find. He moved over to American Top Team which is arguably the best fight team in the entire world. They have the best trainers. They have the best partners. They have the best doctors. They have the strategists. And most of all, what's best, they have the best competition within it. 
So he didn't shy away. He was a big dog in a little gym, right? And then all of a sudden he comes back and he had to get humble. And this was the uncomfortable part that a lot of people that are mediocre mics, they don't want to do, they don't want to start at the bottom again. They don't want to start something new. So a couple of things that mediocre mics, my entrepreneurs don't like to do. You're getting too tight, too fat, right? Your diet sucks. You don't want to change those things. You don't like yoga. You don't like changing your diet. In fact, you, you laugh about your diet. You're like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll eat a little better here and there, but you're not taking away my ice cream. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? We joke about it. But at the end of the day, if we want to let Harry the hero be the driving force and find out what can happen, then we have to do it. So Dustin Poirier, what did he do? He goes to the American top team. And all of a sudden, he's around the best of the best. He changed his team. Just like I did. I changed my team. And listen, the day I changed my team, did everything get better? No, this is three years later. I can promise you guys this, that when you met me, these last three years have been some of the weakest, worst days of my entire life. And I, and I, I am grateful that you guys still love and care for me. You're starting to see the beast mode. Starting to see it. Just a little bit. Let me talk about Harry the Hero for a moment here. So Harry's a little bit different. The beauty about Harry... He's willing to get uncomfortable. And he has a, mo a motto, fail forward fast. Do it, experience it. Live it, learn it, experience it. Guys ever heard that one? Once or twice, like every day on the daily's edge, right? Live it, learn it, experience. That's what Harry he the hero does. He lives it, learns it, experiences it, and then moves it forward. This is what we need to do looking back. So listen, at 2020, if you have not learn from it. You are follower Fred. If your energy still requires you to drink coffee all day long, you got to wake up your eye. You got to wake up. If you need a mediocre mic, just so you can relate to this and everyone listen to me, hear me out. We start talking health because I'm a health guy. Always, people always want to tell me about their health. I love it and blah, right? This is what mediocre Mike does. He immediately tells you all his weaknesses. I've got this, I got this, I got this, I got this, and I got this. And it's all of his excuses carrying forward. And at some point, you got to draw the line in the sand that says, I'm fully responsible for everything moving forward. You don't talk about the injuries. You don't talk about the mishaps. You talk about the actions that you're going to move forward. And that's what Harry the Hero does. He elevates people. Harry the Hero wants to lead. He doesn't care how hard it is because his focus is here. We've lost focus of this. No doubt about it. When this becomes the focus, and I'm hoping and praying that every one of you that are sitting in front of me or watching me on camera here today, you're nodding your head. I'm praying that somehow, some way, I'm stinging you a little bit. It says, you know what? You're right. I'm, fucking, I'm 10 pounds overweight. I don't have energy on Saturday morning. I come home from work and I'm tired and the kids annoy me. I want that to sting because that's not the right way. I want it to sting the fact that you can't make it through an entire day, 12 hours a day without falling asleep a little bit or having to go get another cup of coffee. And if you're at Hound, same thing. To draw that line in the sand somewhere, to think about your children 10 years from today, 15, 20 years from today, are you going to be the old man who can't do anything? No. Harry the Hero won't be. And if, he would, and if he is, he'd be falling, he'll be falling forward, failing, but getting right back up, just like Connor did. So I'm going to leave you with this. The brotherhood gives us a lot of things. We have this massive unity. We have this massive connection. 
And then within the brotherhood, we have these groups, right? So we have these groups that we then, um, ours are called beast mode. I'm going to go into that in just a little bit, right? So we understand that Beast Mode's the best team out there. Sorry, guys, but a little shout out. Yeah, a little shout out, right? And we get to know each other. On that level, we get we, the connectiveness and just goes deeper. The relationships go deeper. I know about your 18-year-old son. I know about John, your knees and your golf passion and all that stuff. So we get to go deeper and deeper, and therefore we get to see each other as real human beings that we can help. And that's what Hero the Hero loves to do. There's no judgment. There's no shame. We know. So for me, I'll tell you what. People think like my nutrition's easy for me. Hell no. Mediocre Mike is sitting at my kitchen table every single morning. He goes, Bart, just, just try this. Just do this. And I think where I'm headed, where I need to go. And I got to tell Mediocre Mike to shut the freak up. So 100 days ago, literally 100 days ago, we met like this. We had a leadership summit. That was our first live leadership summit. And in that moment... We had this great opportunity, just like we did this morning, to commit to three results that we would have done within 100 100 days. So listen, you can talk about your goals and write them down. That's all cool. The moment you have an accountability partner, and I wish my brother was here, Drew Cameron. A little shout out. You out there, Drew? There he is. Love this guy. So Herod Hero, that's Drew. Drew had a heart attack, faced death. I think he died for like a minute. And now he's changed his life because he looked at 2020. He looked at it and sighed, it wasn't poor me. It wasn't follower Fred. Shit didn't happen to him. He, even though there was a long history in his family of heart disease, said, I'm going to do things differently. And we have to make that decision. I have to make a clear line. So I had the opportunity for this man to be my, my, my accountability partner. And I told him three things. First was that I wanted, I wanted there was this business thing, and I said I wanted to be able to outline and create the, my new product. It was a program, really, that I would be able to offer in the first quarter of this year. And as of January 1, it was done. And I will be honest with you, if I didn't get Drew's text, how's the program going? How's your accountability checks? I don't know that I would have done it because no one else holds us accountable. On a daily basis, who holds us accountable for those things? And the reality is no one on that level, not with a timeline, not with an accountability. And what was even worse was the fact that we were going to be penalized. So if we didn't have our stuff done, we were going to be penalized. And for us, Drew and I decided the worst, we didn't like to give up our money. So that was going to be our penalty. We had to give away $5,000 each if we didn't meet our goals. So that was number one, done. Number two, something I hold close I wasn't great at this for 10 years. Actually, I sucked at it. And that was making sure I set a time aside for McQueen. In fact, up until three years ago, I thought I was just doing the right thing. I thought that, you know what? We have a house. We have cars. We get good shit in our lives. My queen probably just appreciates it all. I didn't even think about it until three years ago. And although I can't take back those other 10 years, I can do something about it moving forward. I drew my line in the sand when I went to the boot camp. And I decided that I would not turn back. I might fall, but I am not turning back. So the second one that I gave him that I was going to go on a, a date night, which was really a date day for us. My wife and I would go to bed early, get up early. So it was really coffee dates, at least one every 10 days. So that was 10 in a 100-day period. For some of you might not think that's a lot. For how, where I was, that, that's huge. And that I accomplished with accountability, with the team. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. And I I just thinking about it, actually, like, uh, 
man, like I wonder all, uh, often why I do all that I do. And I, I think if I was just to answer it, it's because I love my wife so damn much. I just, I, like, if, if, if I know that I can make her feel fulfilled and safe and happy, awesome. But I was missing something. So the third one that I told Drew was that I had to give my, myself permission to get back to being a beast. I want to define what that means. So, and Drew looked at me saying, what do you mean being a beast? Like, I don't get it. So I have this passion for mixed martial arts. And I'm not 20. I know I look it, but shit, I'm not 20, okay? So I bailed out of mixed martial arts for about eight years. And part of my heart went with it. And there was a lot of reasons. So Fearful Fred popped in there. Follower Fred said, well, you can't, man. What if you got injured? What if you break a bone in your wrist and you can't see patients? You know, all that, all that stuff. What if you don't have energy for the next day? Because when I was in that drift, I literally, if I trained, I was worn out the next day. So then I started to accept my own bullshit. The own, my own shit that Fearful Fred Follower Fred and Mediocre Mike were having conversations all day long in my head. I started to believe it. And that's the sad thing about Mediocre Mike, guys. And I pray that you, everyone listening hears me close on this. See, Mediocre Mike, somewhere is starting to believe it. Starting to believe the crap that's going on up in here. And he's starting to believe that maybe his best is past him. And I'm telling you, it's not. No fucking way. I'm 51. Man, I don't want to say it, but I might be in the best place in my life in a long time that I, I can remember. Thank you. But with that being said, in order for us to get there, we have to start to have strategies. So when I told Drew about beast mode, I said, man, I want to get back by January 1st. I want to be back in the place physically, mentally, spiritually that I can be sparring full out contact in MMA back in January, or in January, which was four weeks ago. And yes, I achieved that. But before, I, I don't want to make this about the mixed martial arts. I knew that at 51 years old, I had to be a different man. I had to, I had to knock the shit out of Mediocre Mike. Father Fred had to go bye-bye. And I gave my queen some of that fear. I gave her some of the fear of, man, you're right, I probably shouldn't train today. What if I break my wrist? What if I can't speak? What if I look like shit? I gave her some of that fear. I didn't even know it, but it was happening. So there's two things about beast mode that had to happen. For two reasons, I'll do this. Well, two reasons, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish this up just now, in just a moment here. I knew that moving forward, one, I needed more capacity. Because the goals that I have in my life, the goals that you have in your life, this man is going to need to get better. So these are my goals. And I knew in order to do that, I needed to be someone different. Otherwise, I already have these. So in the next five years, my goals in the next five years are going to have to, a guy that's going to have to have incredible amount of energy, incredible amount of focus and clarity, and an incredible amount of love pouring out because I want to go for it all, which means I had to align things. So when Drew and I were talking about this, in my mind, it meant this. And these are the steps that I started taking. I started getting a massage once a week, infrared sauna, cold tank, acupuncture, chiropractic, meditation, yoga daily, a double down to my ritual. And one said, well, that's a lot of stuff. That's what I'm shooting for. I don't care what was on that list. You got to look at your list right now. It better be uncomfortable. Otherwise, 
you're going to stay with mediocre Mike. Otherwise, that line in the sand. So mediocre Mike is going to do his best to keep you out of the boot camp. Because guess what you get to know about the boot camp? Nothing. Zip. Nada. That's it. You get to know nothing. This is what I'm telling you. I'll probably get in trouble telling you. When you cross that line and you go to the boot camp, you'll be a better man. You'll be here the hero. The second part of this is really why I want to become beast mode. My wife, 20 years ago, she's been with me for 20 years, she met me when I was a beast. I owe that to her. She met me when I'd get knocked down and I'd get back up. When I was Connor, I'd get knocked down and get back up and I'd just keep fucking going. She met me when I was fearless, but with a plan. Not an idiot, but fearless. And I had strategies and plan, and that lit her up inside. I think it's fair for me to ask you guys, and this might sting a little bit. Are you still lighting your wives up? Are you still lighting your queens up? Should they be lit up by the man you are today? My wife's starting to see me a little different. She still has fearful fret in her because I gave it to her. She's so concerned. Every Wednesday night is live. That is live combat for me. I start getting worried about it on Monday. And I have to put that guy like I start, shit, we're going live again on fucking Wednesday. And my wife doesn't speak to me on Wednesday because I'm all nervous. But I know that this is something. But listen, I don't, I'm not going into this like, oh, I, you know, I'm not ready. I'm just going to like pound my chest and dive into this. No, I have a strategy. And I'm unveiling that strategy for months now. So for 100 days, it was to train myself to be able to do that. So with that being said, I leave, on, I leave this stage and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Join me for 30-day challenge. All you need to know is this. You're going to end up there. We're going to improve how you move, eat, and think. That's it. That's all you need to know. If at some point you have an opportunity to go to the boot camp, just do it. That's it. Just do it. I pray that at some point you find your beast mode. Allow yourself the permission to go after them. With that being said, thank you, Raul. Gentlemen, brothers, love you guys. If you're a businessman and you're ready to lead, go to findmynextlevel.com so you can sign up for the Leadership Summit an experience that's going to help you lead with power. Go to findmynextlevel.com. That's findmynextlevel.com. I'll see you there.